Hey, what's good? Everything's We're good. We're back, baby. I'm still sounding a little, little, little uh, snuffly, but feeling better than last sniffly. week. A little sniffly, snuffly. Hey, I did a rookie draft, feeling like a piece of shit. <laughs> Just like Bo Burnham. Yeah, <laughs> and my picks weren't a piece of shit. Some might be so, but I don't care. Little teaser for a future episode. Because this week we're talking about our other league, a super flex league. I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I think we should just get going, bro. Yeah, dude, I just hit the retweet, so I'm ready. Alrighty. So we're the guys in room six nineteen presenting the leftovers podcast. Uh, just two best friends. We talk sports, mostly fantasy and betting. Uh, right now we're in off-season mode, so we'll have shows every couple of weeks or so, you know, when there's news to talk about, really. And then as the season starts ramping up in August and stuff, we'll start coming back weekly. You know, there'll be a blast to have, you know, re- uh, draft season, always a fun season. Hi, uh, training camp news hype. Let's go, baby. Every player's Dude, in the best shape of their lives. Love training camp hype. So oh, much. I love it. I, I read it all. Um, Same. Let's get going, man. Let's talk some draft. So it was our first show since the real NFL draft. What about you want to let's talk some favorite landing spots? All right. Well, so first I think, off, oh, I, I just got, I mean, we got to talk like real football stuff, you know, because this is going to be Jaguars. I'm happy. What? <laughs> After this, Jaguars? Be, uh, the Jaguars. Always is. Duh. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm just happy that. They didn't take a guy that is just complete ass because at least Walker is just going to be good. And you know what? That's good enough. <laughs> they didn't strike out for the Jaguars. That's good enough. I, I feel you, man. And then I got um, drunk and fell asleep and woke up and they traded into the first. I was like, whoa, <laughs> holy crap. Right. And then, uh, a little later that draft, you lost your phone. R.I.P. to the yeah. to the road. Um, this it got rowdy. Are we? We're going right there. No, I mean okay. if you want to. Not yet. I know you don't want to, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the Bears later. They hurt my my soul. Um, a pick I loved fell way too far. Kyle Hamilton, Baltimore. I feel like everybody. I always love Baltimore's draft, so it's probably every time. They they just fucking kill it every time. And then they I, got, I, um, who was the offensive lineman? Linderbaum, the center. Yeah, yeah, they got two of those guys. I thought were the like if you ignore position, were the best two players in the draft, and they got them at like fourteen and twenty five. Um, but yeah, I just think I, in that scheme is just gonna plow. And they got Marcus Williams, right, the safety from. Saints, who's like a true free mm-hmm. safety center fielder. So they're just going to move them all over and they're smart enough to actually do it and do it right. Um, I just think, I, I just love him there. I think he's going to just melt face the whole time. Yeah, that's going to be lethal. Um, it's that team and safeties. What the, what the fuck? It's what they do. <laughs> and draft players that are falling too far. And get uh, compensatory picks for players that walk. <laughs> and then it's so annoying. The way they, then, they cycle edges and just constantly get the great comp pick and then 
just rinse and repeat the whole it's time. Insane. It, it's ridiculous. It's it's honestly mind blowing to me that nobody else has even tried. Yeah. They just they they keep doing it and they're everyone's like, why are they keep doing it? How are they keep right. doing this? And no and they, one like adjusts and does what they do. It's I was crazy. saying it's not like they're like hiding or trying to be sneaky. No. It's very um, obvious what's happening. Another guy I love just because he he went to the high school um that in my district, uh David Bell. Um, big fan of him. I'm so happy to see him go to Cleveland just because I think he's gonna have a quick opportunity there. Um, and I just, I, he's a good dude from everything I hear from like people that used to teach him and stuff. So I'm just cheering for him. And I know one of his former coaches is one of my friend's husband. So, um, I'm just happy for him. I hope he balls out rookie year. And then my last favorite landing spot was like, dude, I not gonna lie. I didn't really watch him. Kair Elam to Buffalo Bills, the cornerback, um, mm-hmm. but Dominique Foxworthy said he loves him. And so former NFL cornerback loves this guy that's good enough for me and plus Buffalo, right they really needed defensive backs like that's why they mm-hmm. lost that game like you can Dude, say I they should have gotten the ball and say they should have also gotten the ball in the overtime but if they had better cornerbacks maybe they hold them to a field goal or some shit you know what i mean like even once right <laughs> <laughs> like um i saw a twitter clip of his interview with the bills at the combine did you see this it was really cool um the the bills had a camera in on the interview and he sits down with a binder and he's like this is my notebook from from this past year it has <clears throat> my notes for every you know every team i played and the receivers and you know things i thought i was going to see and then i wrote what right afterwards what i did and you know here's things Fine. i can improve on and like he's like here's everything i took during meetings he's like i am an extremely I am so hard on, you know, details and, you know, the, you know, putting in the little work and like, it was impressive as hell. So yeah, yeah that I, really shows he was a professional, you know, already. Right. Which like, those are the habits that make you successful. Darius mm, Tony. Following through, you know, understanding that you're not a finished product. Your shit does stink. You can get better every game, but you got to be a dick towards yourself. You know what I mean? Like you got yeah. to be like, no, I'm not doing this right i need to get better like oh i did like it's so easy to be like i got unlucky you know it was schemed against me it was the right. safety's fault like it's so easy to be like give up these excuses but it's like no start with yourself so i love that that makes me even happier about him right and did i what, what round did he go end of the first like second oh end of the first okay yeah but he, like I, yeah I so like a wide receiver but so he's clearly a dude with a lot of talent, and then to see like he has that mental makeup already to go with it, like plus plus the situation, yeah, that's big time. I, trust- all in. I like it. Yeah. All right. What about you? What were some of yours? Uh Jordan Davis. Oh, uh, Eagles crushed it. Um, man. going like I would say a handful of months ago, maybe even like national title playoff time around there. I remember saying in our group chat that like I was like Jordan Davis is a this dude's a fucking monster should be a top 10 pick like absolutely and so what do you were like 13 I think 13 or 14 around that range regardless the dude is 19 feet tall and weighs 642 pounds (laughs) and and he He ran he ran four seven that's like slow wide receiver speed 
he eats dump trucks full of chain links for breakfast, like yeah. with a spoon and uh, and says toilet bowl cleaner some more. instead of milk. <laughs> Drano, that dude's a man. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he's like an eclipse, man. Uh, I, I just don't see how he's not a very good player. Like maybe he's not Fletcher Cox, maybe he's not you know Vita Vea, but. I, I just like he's gonna get a second contract like he plays a role and then you add in the fact that he's you know crazy athletic and that's probably going to work out um i think it's great that he gets to learn you know play next to fletcher cox too so mm-hmm. um, and yeah dude nose tackle is just so underappreciated in the, in the league because it's like you don't get the stats everyone wants to see but it takes a special kind of person to plug two dudes on the offensive line every play. Yeah, a true two-gap player is so freaking useful. And people just like gonna ignore it, even in a pass rush situation, because like they just don't they'll push a little bit and it just stops the quarterback from being able to step up like crazy. You know? It was like that. The Jacksonville defense in 2017 was was obviously really good, but once they got Marcel Darius, that's what set him over the top. It was the same thing. He it was that dude who you just couldn't move him. So all of a sudden, he even gets one or two steps of push, and here comes everybody else. You're screwed. All right. What else you got? Um, just the Jets in general. Oh, who'd they pick first? Um, I don't know. sauce the, the sauce. I, I don't know. Sauce. Um, I know I love me too. I like him. But dude did not give up a likes... touchdown in college. That's bananas. That is whack. I don't know if he likes the Jets, though, because he tried to run as, as soon as he got picked. <laughs> he did try to run away. Which, <laughs> he didn't know they were going to keep drafting studs. Right. Um, that Jets first round is just so – is is oh, awesome. Man. Like, um, you got Wilson. Your, your stud corner. So, like, you know, lock that shit down over there. You got your number one weapon to pair with your young quarter, and you've got your pass rusher. Like, I thought they already got top fifteen, literally every single time. I don't know how he fell wow. to the twenties. I know, and they got backed in last year. So, like, yeah. as far as helping His your rookie quarterback, good. they've they arguably have filled the top four most important positions in the team, aside from that. Plus, you got Brees and Carter. That's an excellent backfield. Mm-hmm. Like they just they've really I mean their old line could be better, but remember they got that guard too. Um they traded mm-hmm. up for him. Uh, he has like the hyphenated name. Um yeah, they just they've really have done a lot to Zach Wilson a shot. So um there's too many Wilsons on that team. But anyway, um, All right. but yeah, props to them. I, yeah, for I love the Jets. No excuses. I mean I think that's what you gotta do. Right, exactly. You, know, you and you got to do it early on, and then be like, "All right, you know, that's fine. Just don't give that second contract like, to him." All right, like we gave you the chance, we gave you the tools. Sorry. All right. So yeah, that was real NFL. Now we're gonna shift over rookie draft. So this is a shared league we had. We started up last summer, so this was our first rookie draft. Um, Superflex. So we wanted to start there because that becomes that seems to be the more popular league style or format, or whatever. 12-team, full PPR, three wide receivers starting, two flex. All right, just so you know kind of what the lineup is. Um, top six, I think, was pretty chalky. It went Brees, 
then Walker, then Kenny, Baby Hands, Pickett, uh, Wilson, <laughs> Jamison, Burks. Um, I figure how, I'll start. How big are Kenny Pickett's hands? That big. Show me. Oh, ah, oh, yeah. Yikes. We have the same size hands. I'm five. How tall seven. are you? Five seven. <laughs> I bet I. I wonder if I have bigger feet though, because I'm eleven and a half. It's a good question. I, I am curious about that. I wonder if there's ever been like a player in the league he hits the like uh, equipment guy like, like size uh, seven. I mean, yeah, he's like, I'll take the seven and a half. Uh, that was on another pod. They're roasting some dude because he wears seven and a half. I literally <laughs> was like stunned. I'm like, that is really small. That is tiny. <laughs> Those are like kid youth sizes. Um, but anyway, so I. Had 104. I was desperately trying to trade up for Walker at 102. Guy wanted Goddard, and I just wasn't going to do it. That wasn't where Goddard spots. to move up two spots. Car yeah, for that. Walker, who I had second, and then Wilson, I had third. And honestly, like I wanted running back, I need a running back, but it wasn't like I'll take Wilson happily. I think he's an absolute right. baller. Um, I've talked about him a lot. I just, he's been my wide receiver one all season. And so, Get your guys, you know. Anybody you want to talk about for the top six? Um, you know me. I love Walker. That's no secret. Um, the one thing I my big my favorite troll right now is the fact that like I just think it's so goddamn funny that the fantasy community as a whole is relying so hard on the Jets. That is so true. It's yeah. like it's so funny because it's wild. You look at almost every single draft and how and how. What's the farthest that uh, Wilson's going? I mean, I don't know how he goes Pat, any later than one hundred five. Right? I don't care what format? Two two top five rookie picks to the Jets that like everybody is just completely man crushing on. Like nobody dislikes either of them. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't dislike either of them either. It's totally we're being forced into it. Right. And so, like, it's just, <laughs> I think it's so funny that as a whole, the fantasy community is putting so many of their chips into the fucking Jets. I know. I wanted <laughs> I wanted Wilson to Atlanta and London to the Jets. I think those would have been better for both of those fantasy styles. I actually agree with you. Yeah. But because well, I think with Zach Wilson's accuracy, inconsistencies London wouldn't have been better off but I was just saying you know for some for someone to be paired with Pitts I'd rather a speed vertical that, stretch yeah, out, which, I, which I know London is contested catch so he'll get downfield targets but he's not like the field stretcher that would open up the underneath you know like right. a Tyreek Kelsey kind of thing um and then with the Jets like Eli, Elijah Moore like is a good player and he's very similar to mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, kind of undersized, you know, that route right. runner, explosive guy. So I just thought it was weird to kind of, you know, dub, that both teams like kind of double down on what they already had. I, I didn't think of that, and that, that is very strange. Yeah, very, very odd, very odd. Um, back half of the first, and we'll just we'll, – going, going, we're just doing this as a first every pick. We'll, we'll just pick some guys for the later rounds. But the back six went Olave at 107, then Drake London, Sky Moore – uh, James Cook, uh, Christian Watson, and then Johan, Johan Dotson. Um, I had 112 and took Dotson. I know Pickens is on the board. I just, 
I really like Dotson. You know, I think his quickness and catch radius, and I think it's crazy impressive what he did with that quarterback at Penn State at the Clifford. I don't even know his so name. He, he just pissed me off because he would just – I love Penn State, betting Penn State, but, like, it was so hard to watch. Oh, dude, I'm – that might have been his name, and it should be because he he couldn't even hit Clifford with the fucking ball. <laughs> I love it. Zing. Um, um, London was someone I was trying to trade up for at 108. Again, uh, the dude who took him at um, 108 just is kind of an unresponsive, or just chose to be unresponsive. Maybe just to me. Maybe he really will love wants London, but he wouldn't even talk with me in trade talks. Um, I, I think was surprised Olave went over him. Yeah, um, that was my buddy who took him. And honestly, I get it. He's win now, and he's like, you know, there's a lot of – he Olave was a great pairing with Michael Thomas. I think he fell into one of the best landing spots because I had Olave right. a lot lower, and then I raised him up. Right. Hey, landing, landing spot helped him a lot for sure. Um. Cook was someone I was hoping would be there at 112. I wasn't trying to trade out for him, though. I think he's just a benefactor of his situation, which is very dangerous to draft upon. But at 112, I was like, "Mm, you know, I'll I'll take that. that. Right. So I just went – but I just went best player available because I had Dotson, I think, wide receiver seven. Um, So I just think he's a good player. Do you have anybody behind you at 201, and I was going to take whoever you didn't. Between Pickens and Dotson, yeah, that was a toughie for me. Um, I like Pickens. I just I don't like. I know Pittsburgh has a good hit record with wide receivers. I just I think they're nuts if they let Deontay walk, and so I just don't see how he's above like the third option there for a couple of years. And I'm trying to win right now, so I, I feel we'll that. You know what I personally think it is. Uh, long-term Claypool replacement. I can see that. Because it's the same type of player. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Claypool ain't shit. And I, so I told myself if he fell out of the top 50 picks, which the Bears had picked 50, um, I wasn't going to touch him early on because that tells me that his medicals have to be risky. Because there's no reason he wasn't a top 20 player in this class. Unless right. it was the medicals. And so like maybe the Bears are idiots. They are. But um, I just I, that's what I told myself, and so maybe Pittsburgh either a trust his medicals or b are planning you know a specific regimen for him to keep that knee in good shape. You know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know. And I mean, I don't know who who knows because it's like it's it's one of those things where you could be totally right, and his knee could explode into pieces soon. But mm-hmm. then you see reports like. Uh, when Miles Jack dropped to the second, everyone said his knee was a ticking time bomb and he's still playing. Right. And then like, and I agree hundred percent and like devil's advocate, you have um, Jalen Smith, the guy from Notre Dame, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. He was top five pick, blew out his knee, came back, but then he, he's and done then, now. You know what I mean? Like he just had a short shelf life. Yeah. And, and they took him over uh, Miles Jack which like oh, yeah. even which even like was like more of a wrench in it because people are like wait what, mm-hmm. yeah wild. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, so that was first round. We just wanted to go there, you know, the big guys and kind of give you an idea of how a real draft with, went with real players with, you know, money and everything on the line, not just a mock. Um, let's talk some of our favorite mid-round prospects. I know you got a guy you love that you're happy to nab in this draft. Yeah, man. Um, honestly, didn't really know much about him before the draft. Um, we were sitting at the bar watching Friday night and he gets drafted. And I was like, yo, this guy, alligator, look at this guy. His name's alligator. First of all, (laughs) um, not really. It's Tyler. How do you say it? Algrier. 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 Alligator. Cool. Um, all right. So, (laughs) um, so I, I dug into him a little bit and he's just, BYU guy. yeah, he's got that big bruising running style. And they just released Mike Davis. And then for them to put the kind of capital they did in him. When you're drafting early in rookie drafts, you draft for talent. The later you mm-hmm. go, you can start to you can start to let situation take over. And um, swing for the fences. Right. And for me, I've been loading both my dynasty teams of stud receivers. So for the mid to late, a lot of my picks are running backs because just give me give me numbers. Mm-hmm. So, um, situationally, big fan of Alligator. Um, I think his running style uh, is going to match with Cordell really well. They're going to have either Mariota or a young quarterback. A lot of runs, I think. You know, I just think that was just a good pick for fantasy. And like teams, like there's, it's notable that Pitts had one receiving touchdown. Like. I'll blame right. Matt Ryan a ton, but that also shows what the defenses were trying to prevent. Because there's yes. no, you know what I mean? Um, but I like, you know, one of my favorite mid-round prospects is Desmond Ritter in a super flex. He went early in the second round. Um, like, I think that Atlanta offense is on the rise. So I think that also makes sense. Like, if he's able to get there, you know, and fuck around and find a spot, like, that could end up being an absolute money pick. Like, if there's an Elijah Mitchell this draft, it's probably him, right? You would think so, yeah. I mean, he had that bad forty time. People liked him a lot, and then he ran. I think like four late four six, like four six five, something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but he had yeah, like breakaways at BYU. Like he's, I think he's probably that long speed kind of guy more than you know right. the first. But yeah, I think that's a good play. But yeah, I'll just jump into. I already mentioned it. So Ritter, uh, if you've been paying attention to us, I love Ritter. Um, I think he is like. That absolute, like, I think he's Dak Prescott, where I think he's he's got a lot of physical talent, but then on top of that, he's, like, a great leader and, like, a very much a professional, and, like, he's a glue guy. Like, they said, like, they're talking to Sauce, like, Sauce, and he said no one talks more shit than Ritter. <laughs> like, that clearly shows that he is, like, yeah, I have respect for that guy. Um, and so he's going to be able to rally the lock, locker room, which I know is cliche, but I also think it's important at the quarterback position that Still you're matters, yeah. on the team. Right, and I think he's going to get a shot because Mariota's Mariota, and why not see what Ritter can do? Um, oh, it's it's very obvious when NFL players know their quarterback ain't it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, he's got all the talent in the world, like especially athleticism. His broad jump at 40 time are like 95, 95th percentile for quarterbacks. Like he is like that special athlete. Like he is a Jalen Hurts type, but he's like 6'3". Um, so we'll He's see. Um, I'll do another one of mine. I already mentioned him, David Bell, so I won't take too long on him. I just think he's – I think especially if Watson's able to play this year, I think Bell could really, really take off. Um, 
you know, he's got Cooper on the other side. He's someone that hasn't always been consistent or healthy a lot. So um, I think like Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think he's good for what he is, but he's like that vertical stretch guy. I don't think he's anything else. So I think Bell could really eat in the short intermediate route area and be kind of like a safety blanket type for Watson if he plays this year. Oh, easy, especially because without Landry now. Yep, yep. All right, give us one of your favorites, mid mid round guys. Um, huge, huge fan of Khalil Shakir. I know, um, I love him. That's why the Bears, I wanted the Bears to draft over Pelvis Jones. Right. I was a big fan of him coming into the draft just because of one thing I've learned to really look for and appreciate and like in a receiver, receiver or a receiving prospect, I guess is. Can they get themselves open? Mm-hmm. And this guy can. You know, can we saw with Cooper Cup. Um, his college tape is he gets himself open, like right. And that that stuff translates. So, um, as a a mid a mid prospect, you know, go to the Bills. Like I like glorious. I love it for real and fantasy. Like he, I think Shakir got uh, just immaculate uh, mix of talent and landing spot. And like long-term wise, like right. you got Gabriel Davis, who's young, but he's entering, I think year three and he, I you believe. Know, in the so who knows if he's going to get a second contract. Diggs is like, I think 28, 29. That's kind of the cliff oh, at wide yeah. receiver. And, um, you know, Sanders is gone. Beasley's gone. I know they sent Jameson Crowder, but he's another old wide receiver. Like mm-hmm. this could end up if Shakir is, you know, a decent enough player, like he could end up being like a, a solid wide receiver three for years. Right. And when you're when you're going in the draft and to the third round or whatever, like yes. that's that's great. Right. To just um, get a contributor. No, I agree. Uh I, I think he went a little early, in my opinion, in the uh, in our other draft that we'll talk about later. He went in the third this year to you. I love that pick. Mm-hmm. I was trying to trade up and snap him. Um, my last guy again was a guy I drafted, which shocking. I think he's a good player, but it's Wandale Robinson. We talked about it on the pod. He's short king. I love him. Um, shifted to wide receiver full time at Memphis, and just Kentucky. was like the best player on the field. Kentucky, that's thank you, thank you. I get them mixed up with all those recent, uh, the recent Memphis guys. Um, and they're like it, Kentucky, Tennessee, both blue. You're yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, on you, on them. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I think he's just a, I think he's a really good player. I think he's got a lot to offer. And then he went to the Giants at pick 43. So that tells oh this regime picked this dude this early. Like clearly. They have a plan for him. I've been a Dabo guy. Um, I'm not a Daniel Jones guy, but this offense potentially could be a ton better. And so I've been in basketball drafts. I've been getting Kenny Galladay. I've been getting Daniel Jones like late just because like, hey, it might happen, you know? Right. My first thought when that happened, because we were sitting, we were sitting at the bar together watching that night and I look over Mm -hmm. and I said, that's a Dable pick. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like it. I think yeah, I think the league is moving more and more towards hey, here's the ball, go. Yep. Because it's easy. 
you you're not throwing picks you're not you know mm-hmm. ideally you're not losing a bunch of yards you're not getting sacked like especially on a team who can't trust their quarterback in the way you know some teams are able to and if you're gonna load the box against saquon then okay you know that right. quick screen you know yeah happen make one dude miss and see what happens um and then you got one more who I like. Too. Ooh, I like uh, Trey McBride. Um, I snag, snagged him in one of my drafts um, because I have Ertz. That was like the main reason I did. <clears throat> but, taxi move. Yeah, but I really just like um, the the pick for the Cardinals because Ertz is not going to be around forever, mm-hmm. and. I think what we saw Ertz do to that offense when he got traded, um, it was huge, man. He became like um, Jason Witten, you know? Right. Eight yards, button hook, boom. I know that's money. here you go. And, like, yeah, and, like, Ertz clearly doesn't have the juice and the step he used to, but it doesn't matter, like, the way they use him. Right. So, and now imagine when, you know, know, a year from now when McBride is – you know, more acclimated, they can start running more two tight end sets. Well, then you get to year three and maybe you're starting to phase out or it's more. Um, and now you've actually got an athletic guy there. Right. Big fan. He was easily the most athletic. Um, I think, I think there's a lot of Goddard comp there because it's like the small school athletic tight end with production. It's rare. You well. see, what? He's the he's the most athletic tight end that was like actually did anything because Jelani Woods that's, is an absolute monster athletically. But no, that's what I'm saying is it's very rare that you you get both out of a a college prospect a tight end. I agree. So I I think that just spells good things for him, and I love the landing spot. So all right, so let's talk some of the later guys. Um, one I had Shakir here. Um, cause I think he's more of a third round guy. We were talked about him. I think he's wonderful. And then a oh, deep sleeper, like I'm talking late fourth round, early fifth round is Jerome Ford. One, I loved the dude's tape out of Cincinnati. I think he has burst. I think he has power. Um, I think he's like a perfect, like spread kind of shotgun running back where he can, you know, get a light box and just really make you punish you for like, okay, if you're going to play that cover two shell, I'm going to get seven yards running with this dude. Um, so Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's a free agent after this year, and he's 27, mm-hmm. 28, so he's hitting his cliff. Nick Chubb is sneaky old. He's 27. He He's going to be here next this year, and he's he'll be there next year as well in 23. But after 23, he is a, um, an op, there's an option to cut him, like an opt-out. That's when I think the 24 season, that's when Ford – is going to take over. And so he's a great taxi guy to me. And, and then, yeah, if something happens, you know, if Chubb gets hurt, I don't, I mean, like Hunt has shown that he can't really hold the, hold it down when he gets the job. He's much better as the compliment. So, right. I and just, I just uh, like, dude, this is just but, like a talent pick. It, that's exactly like, what I was going to say. It's just like a dude the talent, I trust. Right. And you think the talent's going to take over eventually. Yeah, initially I hated and, that he went to Cleveland, and then the more I kind of dove into it, I'm like, you know what, this could work. It's just a long-term play. This is um, very similar to mine, except for the more I thought about it. Mine's long-term and now. 
and I'm going Snoop Connor. Um, obviously Jags fan here, but when they took him, I was like, what, who, what? And then it only took me a few seconds to go. They think James Robinson's dead. I wish because they grabbed Ford. I would have loved that. Yeah, that would have been team. awesome. But anyway, um, Robinson coming off the Achilles. I mean, Achilles is the new ACL. Like that thing it's is a bad brutal. One. Like yeah. ACLs aren't shit anymore. Um, you know, so I'm sure some people still struggle long-term from for the most part acls you put your time in the rehab you're good as long as it's just um, that it's the catastrophic knee where you tear like the three legs right that's the ones like what happened to Tariq cohen which mm-hmm. also poor dude oh, did you see towards achilles now yeah did you and you read the thing he wrote oh god passing i know yeah. i just he's such yeah anyway just a bummer shout out Tariq. you're the man yeah you. um so Snoop's just a power runner, and he's got long speed, kind of like Alligator. Um, there's nothing special about him, but that's James Robinson. Like mm-hmm. he's just a football player, and and that's fine because you have ETN to be more than that. So mm-hmm. there's no way James Robinson's even remotely healthy until what? I mean, he tore it in December season. Yeah, yeah. like. No, I think so, I think that's it's a new regime taking him just kind of like we talked about earlier. Like, you mm-hmm. know, when a new regime comes in and they take a guy with when there's already like established talent at a position, that tells you something. Like, pay attention. Like, ETN was never gonna be the workhorse to begin with. He's not gonna get like, twenty five touches. That's not right. that's, that's not his best that's not that's not his he game. He's fifty. He to himself 20. is coming off the list frank, which is kind yep. of a shady, sketchy yep. foot injury. Um, <clears throat> James, James Robinson was an undrafted free agent. So he only got a three year contract, which means this is his final deal or his final year. Um, so if he's not healthy, he's walking. Yep. Other than that, it's just a, it's a bunch of no names in that backfield. So no, I think that makes sense. Snoop's going to walk into playing time. I don't know. Like he's going to be the goal line back. You're not pounding ETN in from the one. I mean, as many as as, as many times as it's going to pain me, as because I have him in a league and he'll be starting. But you know, what I mean, Snoop's getting yeah. in there at the one, like probably. I'm I'm honestly shocked he's making it to the fourth round I'm, in like every league. I'm not, but I think there is merit to the upside. And so I have him in both of my leagues. I got him in the fourth, I believe, in both. Maybe the fifth and one. I don't know. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And what's the other guy? The KC guy. I don't know how to say his name. Um, me neither. Isaac Pacheco. Something like that. I heard he has a goofy kind of running style. Like he looks yeah. kind of weird. And this is like a complete boomer bust pick. Mm-hmm. And I I did it in both of my leagues as my fifth round pick, and this is just like crazy fast, crazy athletic running back, just reckless dude out there flying around. And from what I read about him, it didn't really seem like he was gonna maybe get drafted or probably ha- be uh, very successful. But you throw him in the Chiefs and. In our Zoom draft, I, I call that the uh, 
land a misfit toys backfield because it yes. is. Yeah, they don't know what they, they got there. And they drafted CEH, and he's been not good. Um, you had Jarek McKinnon step in, and he was doing his thing. Damian Williams. And then uh, didn't the other Damian Darryl Wilson, Williams. too? Or Darrell. Darrell Williams. He had yeah, both of those guys. Then you had the the one Monday night game or Sunday night or whatever where uh, Derek Gore scores three touchdowns. Yep. <laughs> like, all of this after they put a first-round pick in a guy. Right. Like, it's just so there's no athletic there's freak no, getting tossed there. into the mix in Kansas City. I'll take a shot. Yeah. And that's like we talked. It's, you know, you're taking swings late in the draft because yeah. they're probably not going to make your team or they're going to make, they're going to be taxi. So go exactly. for upside. But yeah. So um, that was our rookie Superflex draft. Um, obviously, if you have other questions, feel free to hit us up, but we'll talk about uh, uh, one QB um, draft uh, next show and kind of break down that rookie draft and kind of how that differs. Oh, it's, that one's going to be way spicier, just yeah. saying. Much less chalky. Um, that's our friend league that we've been, you know, tight with for years. And, and so trading is always interesting in that league. Um, oh, yeah. Let's go to cooking and booking. All right, so this one I'm excited to talk about, and it's Luca. Um, Hell, yes. We're, we're a Luca pod. We've been he, – he's just so freaking enjoyable. Um, but he, like, one, just – Game seven versus Suns. He scored as many points as they, as the Suns team did in the first half, 27. Um, that game was never close. It was the wildest game I've ever seen. <coughs> Suns, I'm pretty sure we're a, we're a nine point favorite going into that game. At oh, Suns. I money line bet uh, the Mavs. Hell yeah. It was like plus 235 or something. That's bananas. Uh, but anyway, the whole time he's while he's just dropping all these points on them, he's laughing in their faces, just <laughs> just laughing every time in the Suns players' faces. And so I'm like, something's here. Like, let me know what's going on. Because um, so I texted my buddy who's a Mavs fan, and I'm like, dude, tell me what's going on. So I guess Booker, when he got fouled in or one of the earlier games, he got fouled kind of hard going for a layup. And he's like laying down, acting like he's dead. And then he looks at some dude who's recording him and says, that's a Luka special. Basically saying, like, he exaggerates. He's a flopper, blah, blah, yeah. blah, And so then Luca was, like, laughing in his face every time. He's like, oh, I'm soft? Oh, you, you, like, you ain't nothing on me. Like, the fact that Book was calling out Luca, like, you crazy okay. if you're calling out Luca. We stand Luca hard here, first of all. Yes. Facts. Second of all, my guy's, my guy's adding troll game in NBA playoffs game seven. <laughs> Dude, it's ice cold. Amazing. I fucking love that dude. Um, and then then Book just has it all the way flipped on him too. Cause then everyone started posting all the pictures of his face. Cause every time he gets any contact, he actually just got shot in the knee. <laughs> and so even a fan showed him his face and he and Book laughed about it because like, what else are you gonna fucking do, man? Like it Too is funny. what it is. He, it's he your face. Up, he's like, Yeah, you're right. Yep. You got me there. That was good. I get props. Um, so yeah, Luca, he's the guan. I'm hoping I uh I might have over overreacted and placed uh future on them to win the, the NBA title at plus seven fifty after that uh Let's go. in game seven. I love Luca. <laughs> it's just that simple. Um, Everton, go off King. Hell yes. Um, I'm an Everton fan and 
for I have decades. Been. Well, over a decade. For yeah, since about 2010 when we got into soccer, and throughout my time, they've been you know as high as like fifth to like tenth, eleventh. So they're always pretty good. So well, this year, not. They are uh, <clears throat> we're in danger of getting relegated. Uh, they play today and have a game Sunday. So two games left. All they need to win one, and they were safe. And, well, because they beat, going back, they beat two really – didn't they beat Chelsea? Oh, they beat and they Chelsea beat, a couple weeks ago, yeah. And they beat somebody else who was probably projected as a loss, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Like, less, I don't remember who it was. Oh, no, Leicester, maybe. right. Okay. Um, Keep going. So they – they, uh, they start the game and they go down one nothing and like, dude, they're all the breaks are not going their way. Like they had a free kick go off the post. They had two goal kicks called that were clearly hit a Crystal Palace player first. That should have been corners. Um, it was just like it's like it was crazy to, to steal a hockey term. It's like when the ice is tilted and it just seems like everything that could exactly. be 50-50 goes the other team's way. It's such a great phrase. Anyway, keep going. Yes, and it's so frustrating to watch when you're not. When you're on the wrong side. Yep. Anyways, it <clears throat> it all comes to like the boiling point when Crystal Palace player comes in, I mean hard, uh, straight from the side, above the ball, and hits him in the knee. Just takes yeah, the he, knee out. He like scissors, he scissors him. Yeah. It was horrible. And, and the ref comes in, pulls a yellow, everybody's pissed, the players are pissed, the crowd's pissed, they go to VAR and they uphold it. I don't, it makes no sense. And like legitimately like two minutes later, the same dude scores a goal two nothing. So Everton goes from, they should be up a man for the rest of the match. And now they're down two nothing. Well, they scored three in the second half to take it home. The fans were going fucking bananas. It was awesome. It was, you know who they doesn't scored, like a two Oh lead? Oh, Chris I just Paul. got nailed in the face. I saw that. Oh, but my you know wife who doesn't like it? A little, uh, this looks like a fucking beanie baby dinosaur. <laughs> She's Straight a big fan. right in the kisser. Hitting <laughs> you with the dildo. <laughs> right in the kisser. Uh, you know who doesn't like a 2 0 lead, though? Chris Paul. Ooh, ouch. Sorry, Crystal Palace, CP, CP. Ooh. Just saying. Just saying. I'm under attack, Johnny. Clog. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I was happy for you. You were going nuts. You called me in the middle of me and my <laughs> math ball party and wanted to scream at me. Um, my kids were not being respectful, and I had okay. to hang up. In my defense, it was like right about the time you're normally home from work. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, and it was a pod day, so you knew I had some free time. So, yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, I was happy for Everton. Always stand them. Um, good for them. Happy, happy they made it. Uh, our last cooking is just the Eagles. Um, noted hater of Jalen Hurts, Mister Garbage Time. Um, but I, it is what it is. They brought in AJB. That's my boy, and they gave up like a mid round first for him. Uh, Same deal. When that when that happened, I was like, is this? You know what? Actually, now I that was the moment of the draft where I was like, I'm going, I'm done. I'm going to go to bed. Like, why wouldn't, if you're Atlanta and you're taking a wide receiver at eight, just send, go trade for AJB. Like, he right? was better than anybody in this draft. Like, and clearly, if you're going to give up eight, you probably would have gotten like a third back or something like that. Like, it's not, 
it's not a running back. You, it's that I, you know, if it was running back, yeah, give me the young guy. Right. Jesus. Um, but yeah, so guy AJB automatically elevates their offense like crazy. Um, sad about my Jordan. I have AJB and Goddard in the same league, so that's a bit of a bummer there. Um, Jordan Davis already mentioned him. Tank just signed James Bradbury, who from everything I hear is a very good corner. Um, I've seen him lock down yeah, many people, I'm many wide receivers. Slay. Right, and then and they need to get to pair him with Slay. And so, like, what the hell are you going to do? Um, and they still have two first-round picks next year. Like, they're cooking. Like, you just got to give it to them. I don't like the um, Philly teams, but, I mean. I, I forgot the part, what they essentially parlayed the wins trade into is bananas. I can't remember exactly what it was, but. They, I mean, just the fact that they got a first for him, right? Like they win the <laughs> trade to start, but then the fact what they did with it, damn. Yeah, I mean, I was, um, it was either Aaron Shots or it was Warren Sharp. I can't remember which analytics guy, but they said how ridiculous it was the Saints trade where they added that first from Philly, and just the fact of the number, like they gave up a. 23 first plus like a bunch of like second and thirds. Like they gave you basically gave up like five starter quality picks. Oh, yeah, yeah, one yeah. teacher for one first. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you're like, that's just not winning football. And so no. the Eagles are just, they're killing it right now. Um, I, I hope they don't stick with Mr. Garber's time because I would like AJB to get a real quarterback, but he, they're going to make the playoffs again. And so they oh, probably will. Right. So, um, booking the NFC's cooking. I mean, the NFC's booking is what I meant. The NFC's bad, it's real bad. Um, starting with, we already teased this one Chris Paul, five, not one, not two, not three, five blown 2 0 playoff leads. There's no player with four. <laughs> how That's many? Does, how, I wonder how many Doc Rivers has. He's I mean, he's the king of the three-one blown lead. Oh yeah, because I know him <laughs> but they and Paul do have did some a couple overlap. of those together. Yeah, right. They have some overlap, and I know there was injuries in some of them. But at the end of the day, like if you're the point god, like eventually you have to break through. Right? <laughs> I mean, he's never even made a NBA. Oh, never mind. He made the NBA finals last year, but whatever. Um, he's just he's a he's an all-time choker. It, it is what it is. It, at um, this point, you, yeah. And like I get it's impressive. He's you know, LG out there six foot, you know, but again, like he's the uh, PMT called this. They like, he's the best, uh, like he's the, he's the best player that still sucks. <laughs> I love how like, six feet is LG. Yeah. And NBA. Yeah. Right. This dude's like towers over me and I'm calling him an LG. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm six but, feet tall and it's very rare that I look up at people. <laughs> Right, and then this dude's a dwarf up there. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're six three, people are giving you the two short sign, you know. Um, next one is the Reds. Uh, it's a go to. They're the new Houston. Um, they threw a no no. So let's clap it up. They threw it's a the Reds. They still lost. Oh, it's hard to do, man. It's. I mean, if you tell me, hey, we're not going to give up any hits. I'm smashing that money line, right? I don't care what the odds are. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're going to go out there, and guess what? Other team is not going to get a hit tonight. 
Not oh, one really? time. Cool. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Wait. Nope. Wait. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to go the reverse image. I had to do the other hand. Um, but yeah, so the Reds still bending against them uh, every time I get Every time I remember, I bet the other team. Here's um, the thing I love about it is, I mean, the Reds are obviously a complete shit show. Um, but like they've got this young prospect, Hunter Green. Pit, he's a pitcher. And yeah. the kid, he's just a huge kid. And he just mm-hmm. goes out there and just throws like a hundred all the time. And he just fireballs it. And he was all, and he started the season like shit. And that mm-hmm. other night, he just had it on, he had it going. But he was yeah. at like 120 pitches in the eighth, and they had to pull him. And the reliever gives up a fielder's choice later to score a run. Yeah. Um, only yeah, the I remember being, I was in Louisville at the Louisville Slugger Museum, which is right by Cincinnati. Um, and so there were a bunch of Reds fans there. I remember they had the number one pick, and there I was like, oh man, Hunter Green, like he's like, you got to take him. And they're like pumped. So it's just funny to see, you know, years later him Finally. taking advantage and hitting there. So I, I love that for them. Um, last one is my boy, Justin Fields. Um, he's booking because apparently the front office doesn't believe in him. And they're purposely sabotaging him to make him look bad so they can move on next year. Because that makes a lot of sense. That's what Bears Twitter thinks. Oh, I've seen that from other, I've seen written articles on like football outsiders and like legitimate websites pushing this narrative. It's cool. probably just to get Bears fans like me fired up and we'll click on it. But like, yeah. Do you really think the front, like, the McCaskies would hire people that didn't believe in the guy they just traded two first round picks for. Like they gave up, they moved up, and then they gave up their twenty three, which ended up being number seven. Like how are you how are you supposed to replace said quarterback? Oh, in twenty three, they're going to draft a new guy. Yeah, no, it's not saying not how. add not add a wide receiver or offensive line like everyone's saying because they didn't surround him well. That's what they should have done. So they're not going to do that with that top five pick they're going to get next year. No, they're going to draft a new quarterback after sabotaging him because then everyone's going to want to trade for Fields, right? Yeah. Perfect logic. Because if you're going to get a new guy, you would want you would want to make your team worse now so he doesn't succeed when he gets here. Right. And it's nothing to do with the fact that Pace kept spending future, future, future money and they just had to get out of these contracts. Otherwise, they were never going to – like, they had the white to slate clean. It had nothing to do with hey, that. Let's give a hand to the Bears. They finally got rid of Nick Foles. All right. That's one uh, positivity. We can do Pelvis story. All right, fine. So, we're at the Wings. We're at Wings. We're getting – we're getting watching day two. We're having a lot of fun. Um, Bears obviously didn't have first-round pick, and so the first pick was 43, I believe. And I literally called it. I said, "They're like Pickens is who I wanted the Bears to get." And I said, "The Bears are going to have Pickens on the uh, available to them, and they're going to draft a cornerback." That's exactly <laughs> what they did. So I was already pissed off. Then pick fifty comes around. He's still there. Um, you know, Sky Moore's still there. Um, like a lot of receivers, of right? I'm like, okay, okay, we're good. Take one now. Nope, another safety. Uh, who? In a vacuum, I like both those picks. I like building from the back. I think both are good players. I think our defense will be a lot better. And secondary was a nightmare last year. But you got to help Fields, in my opinion. Anyway, 
So they get to the third round. Still some good ones. Shakir, Calvin Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, like Was there Pierce was available still? Pierce was gone. He went one pick after. He went pick 51 right after the Bears didn't take a wide receiver. Oh, okay. Um, and they – I watch a lot of film. I watch a lot of – I have a big board. I'm a nerd about rookies, right? They drafted a wide receiver. I don't – I didn't fucking know he existed. <laughs> That I look at his name and it's Vellus Jones. I just go, we drafted a dude named Pelvis. <laughs> like, you didn't say it. This is no joke. We're just sitting there in the in, in the we're in the third round, right? It was at the third. Yeah, pick seventy one. So it's when it's so when they're like not announcing the names anymore. So they'll just put it up on the bottom, mm-hmm. and you just slam the table. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Have we drafted pelvis? <laughs> My dude, I watched so many wide receivers. How how can they draft a guy I don't know? And then I look him up and he's goddamn 25 years old. He's older than Mooney. Um, dude had one good year in college, but like if you watch his tape, he's just like a screen guy. Like he's like people are like, oh, he's got a body build like Debo. Stop comparing people to Debo. Yeah, like, right. Debo runs harder than most running backs. Like, Velvis <laughs> is not that guy. Or Velvis. I don't even know his stupid name. I call him Pelvis. Pelvis. Right? He's, that's Pelvis. His name. Uh, Pelvis fucking Jones. Um, the worst part is he's probably going to be decent rookie year just because they have literally no one else to throw to. But it just right. pisses me off that they drafted an old wide receiver who is a, basically a better returner than wide receiver. Um, why don't you hit us with the last line of the scouting report you read? Oh, um, so I was, you know, they always do analysts uh, analysis on like, you know, each pick and kind of say it. And so Jordan Reed, who was like, shout out him. I love that he's making his day and climbing to ESPN and everything. Cause he was my very first like draft Twitter guy I followed. Um, his last line was doesn't run routes consistently or catch the ball cleanly. <laughs> Just what you want to see with your day two wide receiver, right? Yeah. Bad route runner, bad hands. We need to blow this popsicle stand. It's getting too Uh, sad. All right. Cheer us up with uh, everybody's favorite golfer. Okay. We got the PGA Championship kicking off today. Um, Go Rory. Go Rory. We got got a nice big field. You get uh, a lot of the... You know, the older guys who are longtime PGA members and qualified for the tournament, they'll just keep playing and coming back. And one of those guys who keeps coming back is old John Daly. If you don't know John Daly, he's been playing for a long-ass time. He smokes a lot of cigarettes and doesn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the senior PGA championship was near where I live a couple of years ago. And my dad and my brother and I went for a round to walk around and watch. And this dude is ripping cigs between holes. It was hilarious. And the most impressive part, it was at least watching him versus the rest of the senior tour. When he hit his driver, it sounded different than the rest of those dudes. Like, he still has it. Right. So, anyways. I love that. Just ripping like he, darts. He, he shot plus two today, and he, like if if the cut happened today, he'd he'd make the cut. Like that's awesome. Um. Anyways, there was a, a a story this week that broke about Tiger 
talking about the 2007 PGA at this course where it was 107 degrees and Tiger told a story of he asked John Daly how much water he had or something like that. And John Daly just said, I've I've had like 12 Diet Cokes. (laughs) I don't drink water. (laughs) So shout out to, uh, Shout out to Will Brinson on Twitter, who I guess followed out there and got some stats for us. And this is the final tally of literally everything he put into his body over a full 18 holes. 21 cigs, 12 Diet Cokes. 21 cigs on 18 holes. (laughs) Keep going. 12, 12 Diet Cokes. Six packs of peanut M&M's, peanut M&M's, and 0.0 ounces of water. (laughs) Goose egg. Okay. I can't imagine what my body would feel like if I just sat there and drank 12 Diet Cokes and ate six bags of M&M's. And this guy also... That's so much. Plowing a pack of cigarettes... And playing a competitive round of golf. I He's the hero we need. He's got a Santa Claus beard now. Yeah. <laughs> he's just killing it. Um, like, dude. just beer belly, too. Like, straight up beer belly. Oh, he is just living the best life. He yeah. lives like a bachelor. Uh, I, I Props to him. That's like the dream. Being a golfer that's good enough to just get by. And just make a killing of a living and just not give right. a shit about like, yeah, this dude... ads or doing your peak performance or like <laughs> this is what the male body peak performance male body looks like, whatever that is. Yeah, right. daily. God damn it, fucking legend. <laughs> <laughs> and with yeah, that man. I, we gotta leave it there. He's the king. God yes, bless John Daly. We uh, well, Toby makes a cut, makes some noise I, in the weekend because we need some John Daly screen time. Although, shout out you, you told me who to bet for the PGA, and you said Rory or Spieth, but wait, and I listened to half of that, and I voted, I bet uh, Rory, and he is absolutely crushing it. And I saw the last yes, time, the last two times he had a five, like a minus five, shot minus five, start, yeah, he won. So let's go. Let's he, up, I was watching, um, I was watching some of his round today. He just looks like he's like walking up to the ball. It's just like, you can just tell, like he knows what he's doing. There's no like second guessing his decisions. Like you can just tell he's, he's locked in. Well, I basically bet him just because of how he looked at the masters. Like you could tell mm-hmm. that last round he found something. So I'm like, right. let's go. And he fit a lot of, he fit a lot of the like goofy trends. Like there was a trend about like nobody, nobody has won a major in the last like I forgot how many years if you didn't play in either of the two weeks leading to it. Mm-hmm. So essentially, every player in this field who took the last two weeks off, you could already throw them out for winning. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. The more you that. know. Bye.